Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 2, Chapter 7. On loving Jesus more than anything. It is a happy man that understands what is meant by loving Jesus and by despising oneself for his sake. You must renounce your other loves for the love of him. For Jesus desires to be loved alone more than all other things. When you love creatures, that love deceives you and never stays the same. When you love Jesus, your love is loyal and lasts. The man who clings to anything created will fall together with that fallible creature. If he holds fast to Jesus, he will stay firm forever. Give your love to him and keep him as your friend. When all others go away from you, he will not leave you or let you perish when the end comes. The day will come when, whether you like it or not, you must be parted from all men else. In life and in death, keep close to Jesus and give yourself into his faithful keeping. He alone can help you when all others fail you. He is of such a kind, this beloved friend of yours, that he will not share your love with another. He wishes to have your heart for himself alone, to reign there like a king seated on his rightful throne. If only you knew the way to empty your heart of all things created. If you did, how gladly would Jesus come and make his home with you? When you put your trust in men, excluding Jesus, you will find that it is nearly all a complete loss. Have no faith in a reed that shakes in the wind. Don't try leaning upon it. Mortal things are but grass, remember. The glory of them is but grass in flower and will fail. Look only at a man's outward guise and you will quickly be led astray. Look to others to console you and bring you benefit. And as often as not, you will find you have suffered loss. If you look for Jesus in everything, you will certainly find him. But if it's yourself you're looking for, it's yourself you're going to find. And that to your own hurt, because a man is a greater bane to himself if he doesn't look for Jesus than the whole world is or the whole host of his enemies. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, choices of priests, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As a human being, our hearts are made to love another human being. We're looking for some object of our love that we can see, that we can touch. And this object of our love has to be worthy of our entire heart. We want to be able to give ourselves completely to someone. And this is partly how we are to understand the incarnation, the fact that God became man. The human being is made for another human being. That's what the book of Genesis teaches us. Let us make man in our image, male and female, he created them. It is not good for man to be alone. And when Adam saw Eve, when he saw the woman, he said, this finally is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. Human beings are made to give ourselves in love to another human being. And yet we find in our experience of other human beings that we keep being let down. We find that even in a, the best marriage, we're not fully happy. Even when we love our spouse, even when he loves his wife, she finds herself very lonely at times. He finds himself very lonely, even in the best human friendships. They can go traveling for two weeks and not want to see each other after getting back home. Why is this? Well, it's somehow that these creatures, these great friends, do not fully satisfy us. And so is there then this problem that we are made to give ourselves to a human being and yet no human being seems to make us happy? What is this longing in our heart for? How are we to understand it? Well, this is where Christ enters in because he is infinite. He is God from God, light from light, true God from true God but he has a human face because he truly became flesh and dwelt among us. He is a man like us in all things but sin. And in Christ Jesus, we find the object for whom our hearts long to unite. He is the one we can love without measure. He is the one who will never disappoint us never truly disappoint us. 
And any disappointment we feel will be our own fault. It will be a disappointment that we have to correct because he does all things well. And he does all things for the good of those who love him. He's God the Son, in whom is the fullness of all wisdom and knowledge. And we have in him the perfect friend. A friend is someone who is equal to us. A friend is someone who wills our good as though it were his own. A friend truly wants what's good for us. But to have a friendship, that love has to be mutual. Friends have to know that the other also wills their good. And so with our friendship with Christ, we know that he loves us and we, he knows that we love him. And our love for him can be called a friendship because it's a response to his love. And by becoming man, God has in some way come down to our level. He's become the object, as it were, the natural object for which our hearts long, and yet that object is God himself. What a faith we have. What did St. Thomas say on that Sunday after Easter Sunday, that Sunday we recall today, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, and when did he say that? When he touched the wound in his side. He touched his hands. The Lord God became flesh so that we could be truly fulfilled in loving him. Now, there's two ways to take this chapter. The one way is to emphasize that we're supposed to find Jesus in everything. The other way is to say, that don't love anything else but Jesus. What is the chapter telling us? How can we find Jesus in everything? And how can every time we love a creature, that love is deceiving us? Well, as long as we understand that everything that's created is loved by God. It wouldn't exist if it weren't loved by God, if it weren't willed by God. And charity is a sharing in God's own love. And Jesus loves each one of us. And if we want to be his friends, then we have to love the things he loves. We have to will what he wills. That's what friends do. They will what the other wills. And so if Jesus loves someone, then we're supposed to love that person too. But the trick is to love that person as Jesus loves them. The trick is to love each other in the place in which they fit in the whole plan of God. It's when we take people and we love them in a way that's not proper. We situate them in a, in a way that makes them more than they are. We put more hope in that person than we should. 
we forget they're just a creature, a mere man, a mere woman. We elevate them beyond what we should. This is the problem. What does St. Augustine say? Love God and do what you will. What did St. John Bosco tell his boys? Love God and have as much fun as possible. In other words, if we love Jesus properly, if we get that correct, then everything else will fall into place. That's why St. Philip said, don't start with external things. Let's put a little devotion in a person's heart. And that devotion, which is a kind of perfection of divine love, a prompt not divine love, it will take care of everything. That's why at the end of this chapter, Thomas Akempis puts a great challenge to us. He doesn't primarily say, oh, what are you loving? What are you loving? What are you loving besides Jesus? No. He says, do you love yourself more than Jesus? That I, Father Michael, am my greatest enemy. And you, you are your greatest enemy. And if I try to look for myself in all things, I'm just going to be a burden to myself. This is the challenge. Am I looking for Jesus in everything? Or am I looking for myself? Am I looking for Jesus? And if Jesus is in someone, then we can trust that person. If Jesus is in that person, then Jesus wants to be loved in that person. Come Holy Spirit, put in our hearts a true desire to see Jesus in everything, to look for Jesus. It's Jesus we're looking for. He's the only one that will satisfy our hearts. And through him and the Holy Spirit, we will be brought to the Father of lights, where we will live and reign and praise the Holy Trinity forever and ever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.